Welcome everyone to my next episode of On Purpose. As you know, I'm always excited with each guest, but today is my producer, Noah Tetzner, who I really don't know that well. So this is going to be something new for me in terms of learning a little bit about him and how he got into podcasting. He's younger and Noah, welcome. Thank you so much, Janice, for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be with you today. Oh, I'm so glad. I just, what I was saying that you're younger is that I, a part of my goal here is to get a variety of people's life experiences and how they found their path and journey and purpose. So to me, it's nice to have someone who's a little younger versus everyone that so far I've been interviewing is more around my age. So let me ask you, tell me a little bit about your growing up. I really don't know that much about you um, other than you're wonderful, but why, thank you. Yes, yeah, certainly, Janice. Well, as you know, so I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I've yes. lived here my entire life. I grew up, I was homeschooled growing up, actually. Oh, uh, really? Yes, I was. Homeschool graduate, in fact. I grew up in a small, very tight-knit family. My parents, my sister, myself. It was really a tight-knit family growing mm-hmm. up. And even more so because I was homeschooled. You know, right. I felt and your like- sister- your sister was also homeschooled? She was also homeschooled. Yes, and she And how was. many, are you older, younger? I'm older than she is Okay, uh, by a year and a half or so. Okay, so, okay, close in age. Yeah, close in age. So very close family growing up, even more so because I was homeschooled. That was a great experience for me. I know a lot of people have different experiences homeschooling. For me, it was great. It really allowed me to focus on my passions. As a young person, it allowed me to do things that, well, you can't do in school. I always kind of had this entrepreneurial knack. You know, I was always very interested in that growing up. And my dad is a real estate appraiser in the area. He owns his own real estate appraisal firm. Mm -hmm. And my uncle is a real estate broker in upper Michigan and also the Green Bay area. So when I was homeschooling, I got to shadow both kind of my dad and my uncle, kind of like this apprenticeship. And for the longest time, I thought I wanted to go into real estate because, you know, it was it was there. It was kind of the low hanging fruit, Mm -hmm. so to speak. It was what my family did. Not to interrupt you, but just I'm going to because that's my style. Um, So was your mom? um, She was the one who did the schooling, I'm guessing. She was. Uh, Was she a teacher by trade or is she just why did they decide to do that? And. Yeah, absolutely. My mom was a teacher by trade. She happened to be one. She had taught Montessori and other things before uh-huh. that. I don't know. To be honest, you know, I just remember because because I was homeschooled from first grade on up, and you know, my parents that they just felt like that was something they wanted to do. Okay. Uh, they felt convicted to homeschool their children for a variety of reasons. It's something they succeeded very well in is you know, recognizing my sister and I's interests and making that a reality for us. So that was really cool. They already were starting you to get on your purpose. That's like really cool. Can I, may I ask just growing up what you did as far as socialization and were you in any sports or any other hobbies or? We had a lot of friends who were fellow homeschoolers, but by no means were those my only friends. My parents were very social people, just a lot of family friends from churches that we Mm -hmm. had gone to. And, you know, I did community theater growing up. Really? I did. It's true. I, uh, oh, you must have found my niece very fascinating. I did. It's (laughs) true. No, I loved, I loved listening to Sandy. I had, um, I mean, I had played a series of, of roles. I mean, most famously, the, uh, the cowardly lion in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
I had always loved that show. So that was really, and honestly, that really gave me the confidence to get into podcasting community theater. I mean, uh-huh. just like presenting on a stage, all of the people skills that you learn, the showmanship. Oh, I, for sure. One of the things that I loved when I was growing up is from as long ago as I can remember is I always loved history. I mean, I would watch those like PBS in the United States documentaries Uh that come on like BBC, all that stuff. And I just loved history, loved watching the History Channel and reading all those magazines and so forth. When I was shadowing my dad and I was probably around 17 at the time. This was back in 2018. We were driving around and he said to me, Noah, you know, you should start a podcast because when I drive with him to all of his business meetings uh, around the state, we would listen to various business podcasts. And I was like, you know, I don't know, dad, if I can start a podcast, what would that, you know, what would I talk about? And he's like, we'll talk about history now. And I was like, okay. So I hemmed and hawed for a while. And finally I came around and I started my first podcast on March 24th of 2018. And that was wow. called the history of Vikings. Yeah. It was history about of Vikings. The okay. history of Vikings. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was about the Viking age. It was a history podcast. And in every episode, I would interview a scholar or historian about a certain topic relating to the Vikings. So I would have guests from, you know, professors from Oxford and Harvard and Yale and Cambridge. Wow. Yeah. So that was really cool. And I just found podcasting. I mean, I loved it. I absolutely loved podcasting. So you, you got that feeling that we've been talking about inside. Yes. Yes. You know, like like this, you feel alive doing it and excited. And I absolutely did, because, you know, Janice, I mean, I was very socialized growing up. I never had a shortage of friends. I was very fortunate to have that. But growing up as like a teenager, you know, teenage being a teenager is, I would argue, one of the hardest times in a lot of people's lives. I would agree. You know, totally. And at the time when I was a teenager, I struggled with my weight. I was overweight. I had really bad, you know, acne, unfortunately. And okay. I have to stop right please. now to tell the listeners, Noah is adorable. I'm just telling you, I'm not just saying that Thank to be you, nice. He's, he's darling. So, oh, I'm sorry that you struggled that way. That must've been really been hard. It really was. All of my friends were very athletic, <laughs> uh, you know, all of my guy friends. And I, of course, wasn't. That's hard. It, it is hard. And you know, it's, it's those things that Saying it out loud, it sounds like it's not a big deal, but when you're going through it, it can really be difficult. But podcasting really helped me find my purpose. I could actually like have conversations with people and we just have these great conversations and I would get feedback and emails from listeners saying, no, I found your podcast and I absolutely love it. And thousands of people were tuning in and it just made me feel so on purpose, you know, and I can go into more detail, of course, but really podcasting allowed me to find my purpose. I love podcasting. I love every aspect of it, but really what it comes down to is I love the conversations. I love being able to like talk with you just like we are now, Janice, or, you know, just having all of these great authentic conversations and, and tuning in. It's just, it's, it's fascinating to me. So, so I'm just want to go back. Cause I don't know. I mean, I might've known that you had your own podcast, but first of all, is that still going on the Vikings or did you switch it up or no, it is, it is still going on. Yes, it is to this day. Let the listeners, in case there's anyone that's interested in Vikings, I might tune in. That's been my number one interest, but I'm interested <laughs> in you. What's it called? The History of Vikings. The History of Vikings. Okay. Yes. All right. So, you know, when you think about, you started this when you were like 18 years old. So that's yes. pretty young. Yes. Um, to be that, in my opinion, brave to put yourself out there in this way and contact. So what did you do? Just like email people from Oxford? I mean, how did you get your guests? That's right. I knew kind of who the big names were in the Viking historical space just because I had been reading and I had been interested in history. 
you know, Vikings weren't necessarily my favorite historical time period, but they were popular at the time. The TV show was on at the History Channel and a bunch of best-selling books have been written. So I, I really saw an opportunity there to create a show about it. And my first guest that I got for the podcast was uh -huh. Professor Caroline Larrington, and she was the professor of medieval literature at Oxford University. Oh, my goodness. And she, she is just such a, a darling woman. I had her on my podcast, and we hit it off very well. And she introduced me to another guest, and that guest introduced me to that guest, and so mm. on and so forth. And before you know it, I had really a catalog of academics and scholars that I could call on. And with each interview I did, my confidence grew. And of course, the podcast grew and my network of people that I could tap into grew. And since Love then, this. yeah, the podcast led to additional opportunities like writing opportunities. I've, I've written articles for just a series of historical magazines, the kind that you get at Barnes and Noble, for example, the History Channel. I wrote an article for them. Um, no, uh, no. Oh, thank you. Thank the other thing you, that I love about this, no. you know, and this takes like to me a little bit of a spiritual turn is that I believe that if you're really on your path and you're on your purpose and you're doing your purpose, just what happened to Noah, where he started with one person a little, probably like, okay, this is my first interview. I don't know exactly what I'm doing, which I can relate to totally. And then she gave you the name of someone else. So that's kind of like the universe, like, uh, okay, we're going to support you. So that's another thing to kind of know. It's kind of like when I shared with you that I got my own idea to have the podcast, which I shared in my yes. first episode, which was about myself. And I thought, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then one thing lead to another. And I met you. And yes. um, I feel like the universe, again, is just kind of supporting that there are stories to be heard, whether it be about Vikings or I like personal stories like what you and I are doing right now. Yeah. And from that, other people can learn and grow. Absolutely. So, wonderful. So you, you still have guests is that you're still you do do your podcast weekly? Is it? Yeah, I do do the history of Vikings to this day. Not as regular as I used to. I used okay. to do it every week. Right now I'm, you know, every other week I'm trying to stick to that release schedule, but no, okay. I still do the podcast and you know, the history of Vikings, that show really took off again. When I got into podcasting, not only did I love the conversational elements of it and talking about things that I loved, but I also loved promoting the show and getting listeners. So Within the first five months of launching the History of Vikings, 50,000 people were tuning in every month. Oh, my. Hey, yeah. are you doing any marketing for my show? What's happening here? I mean, that is fantastic. Yes. I'm teasing. but I'm, Whoever listens, I'm happy for any listener, and hopefully they can glean some whatever support, encouragement, et cetera. But how do I'm curious if you got into the marketing too? What did yeah. you do to market your podcast? That's a lot of listeners. Good it job. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Yeah, it is a lot of listeners. I mean, there's a series of tactics that I implemented. The best tactic to grow a podcast is connecting with other podcasters and building those kinds of oh. relationships. So you might have a fellow podcaster as a guest on your podcast, and then you would also be a guest on their podcast. That's mm -hmm. a really effective tactic because the key to, I mean, any sort of business, but especially podcasting is relationship building. Yep. So building relationships with other podcasters who are doing what you're doing is the best way to do it. Studies have shown that the average podcast listener consumes seven different podcasts each week. Wow. So that, yeah. So that means that if they're listening to a show similar in topic to what your show is about, they'll likely check out your show too, if they hear about that it. It is good to know. So, you know, even though I know nothing about Vikings, I'm just saying one podcaster to another, if yes. you wanted to ever interview me 
I don't know what I would have to offer about Vikings, but um, I'm just, I'm happy to reciprocate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's great. So you're still doing it. Now you're doing it more every other week. How did you get into, like, for me, you're like my producer. How did you get into this end of podcasting over the last few years? So I had been doing the podcast. I had been uh, doing the history of Vikings and that led to all these cool opportunities, writing. And I got to travel to Europe one time, uh, you know, because of my podcast, I was having some real success with it, but you know, it was kind of like I hit my 18th birthday and I was like, well, you know, you um, old man, you go ahead. (laughs) I know I was, I was like, okay, so what am I going to, you know, what's my career path here? I've always been kind of like a a get up and go kind of guy. and. I was thinking, well, you know, real estate's there for me is mine as well. Pursue that. So in order to become a real estate appraiser, which is what I thought I was going to do, my father does very well. And, you know, I just seeing him provide for our family growing up and seeing kind of how his life and the business worked, it was very attractive to me. Unfortunately, to become a real estate appraiser, you need to have a four-year college degree. That was one of the regulations the government put into place when the housing market crashed in 2008. Now, it doesn't matter what degree you get, you can get a degree in absolutely anything. You just have to have one. And I wasn't super bent on going to college when I was younger. I thought, Uh you know, I I might have to. So I enrolled at a, uh, my plan was to do two years at a technical college here in Green Bay, and then to transfer to the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay to get a degree in business management. I was sitting in a uh, business principles class and they had us watching this like LinkedIn marketing video series. And it was this, Uh this, this young girl who was a social media influencer. And she was talking about how she started her company. And I remember watching that video and thinking to myself, there's nothing that I don't already have within me that how to say this, like, there's nothing that this degree can give me that will allow Uh me to start a better business than I couldn't right now. It's just about starting it. And there's this quote, that I remember came to my mind as soon as I was sitting in that class having that thought. And it's by Joseph Campbell. And it says- Who uh, I love, by the the, way, I know exactly who he is and I love him. Yes, it says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Beautiful. And for those who are interested, Joseph Campbell was way ahead of his time in dealing with spiritual stuff and past lives and was an amazing way before his time. If we're gonna use the words of today, a spiritual influencer, Not in a, um, oh, I have to believe in this or believe in that, just in there's something bigger out there, which is my belief as well, that guides us. And if we listen, and that's a perfect example that, you know, and you're going to laugh when I read my quote, because I just, you know, it's sort of on what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's about fear too. If we have something inside of us that we believe in, it's okay to be scared. You just have to do it anyways, if that's what your calling is. So you remembered that quote. I did. I remembered that quote. And while I was still in, in college, I really started, I had dabbled in podcast production and freelancing and uh-huh. client work before, but I, I was really like, okay, I'm going to give this another shot. You know, earlier that year, I had a handful of clients that were very successful, but I had taken a break because I had actually gotten a book deal from my Vikings podcast. Noah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so I, I did write the book. It will be published in April of next year, 2022. Okay. And, yeah. I am so proud of you. Your parents must just be oh, thank glowing you. with thank pride. You. That's amazing. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I had written the book. I wanted to get back into, into client work. So 
the platform that I used to get started was called Upwork. It's the largest freelance platform in the world where people can find work, but then also anyone from small business owners to Fortune 500 company CEOs can hire freelancers with skill sets. Uh -huh. So I had really spent about a month just watching YouTube videos, reading articles, learning everything I could about how that platform to work, how to build your profile, how to find work, how to get clients. You homeschooled yourself. Go I ahead. did. I did. I, I learned everything I could about it. And I remember I was just, I was applying to opportunities. I was, I was very nervous. I don't know why, but I was, I was very fearful. Like, you know, will this ever work? What am I doing? Totally. Am I, am You're I on chartered? Yeah. Uncharted yeah. territory, uncharted cave. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So I was doing that. And I remember as I was sitting at my desk, it was probably about 7 PM on oh, a weekday. And that quote popped into my head once again, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. I applied to a particular job and within three minutes of submitting the application, the client got back to me and said, hey, no, I was just reviewing applications and uh, could we have a phone call right now? So I hopped on Zoom with him and I listened to what he wanted to do, the podcast he wanted to create. And he said, yeah, let's do this. Let's, you know, I'm going to hire wow. you. So that was like my first kind of like real long-term client that I had gained on the platform. And from there I had gained more and more and one client led to a next. And I had really, by, by the end of it, built this like sustainable business from podcasting. I love every minute of it. I love helping people. I love building podcasts. Podcasting is so powerful. It's such a unique medium that people can use for all sorts of things from building a platform of people who are excited about what you have to offer to networking with other people. I mean, there's just so many things you can do with a podcast. So, I mean, that's kind of my story up until this point, how I got into podcasting. And I would just encourage everyone listening to just remember that quote, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And to provide a little bit of context, Joseph Campbell, as you know, Janice, is very famous for what sort of is called the hero's journey. So mm -hmm. it's, it's this cyclical journey, this eight-part journey. Campbell was a comparative mythologist. He studied world religion and mythology, yep. everything yep. from Greek myth to Christianity mm -hmm. to Norse mythology. And basically what he came up with is he noticed a pattern in all of the world religions and mythologies that there was a hero in a story and he went through this journey. Mm-hmm. So this whole concept of the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek, that is something related to the, the hero's journey. And of course, everyone listening to this podcast, you, Janice, me, we're all heroes of our own story. Uh, exactly. And that's part of why I want to do this is to remind people that you are the, using that phraseology. We are all the heroes of our own story if we're willing to go into the cave, because that's Absolutely. where our truth is. So, Absolutely. So when you read this book, you, and especially that quote, you said, I want kind of said, I want to be the hero of my own story. And so even though I'm afraid, especially yes. at the beginning, you were so nervous, you said, I'm doing it anyways. Yes, because think of every great story. For those who are familiar with Greek mythology and Norse mythology, there's mm -hmm. that. But think of every movie. I mean, it's just, it's how stories are created. It's, it's, there's these archetypal themes in stories. The hero has to you know, enter the cave, they have to venture out into the unknown, and then they have to slay the dragon, what, which is usually fear. In my case, it certainly was always fear. It is. It's always fear. And then once they slay the fear, they realize their full potential. You know, it's not just about rewards. It's not just about slaying the dragon and then getting the gold or getting something. 
but they realize you know, it's that self-actualization. They realize who they really are and they realize that everything from the moment they set out and they were fearful to go on that journey, they had everything inside of them already. You know, they just First didn't all, realize it. I don't know if Noah's really in his 20s or if he's like 75 because he's got so much wisdom. You know, it's funny that you're talking about this because I'm currently reading. I don't know if you know who Dr. Edith Eager is. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm reading her book now. It's called The Choice and she's a Holocaust survivor, actually. And she went back to school in her 30s and then got her PhD in her 50s. And she's a licensed clinical psychologist. I think she's out in California. She's in her 90s. And she wrote this book about five years ago. And basically, it's a memoir, but she's talking about just exactly what you're saying. I'd go grab it because there was one particular quote that I wanted to use at some point. So maybe today is, is a good day. But where she really talks about it's not what happens in your life, because that was pretty horrible what happened to her. And she's worked with many, many trauma victims. The rest of the book talks about some of the people she's helped. But the theme is we all have things in our life that are, make us uncomfortable or that we're afraid of, but that's okay. As long as you can be compassionate to those feelings and still honor with whatever your path, whatever's going on inside of you to honor that and move forward. We can't control everything that's going on, obviously outside our lives, but we can control how we handle it, how we react to it, how we're going to manage our feelings about it. And if we do that with compassion and love and a certain amount of commitment to kindness and caring that we're going to do well in whatever our passion and our purpose is. And I believe also in abundance. So yes. the two don't have to be exclusionary. So you can do whatever it is that you love. If you're worried like, will I make money? Will I not make money? I'm saying that do what you love, find that path and the rest will come, including money. The, the two don't have, you don't have to feel like, oh, will this not work out? Cause I, I have to support my family and I'm not trying to be naive. Yes, you have to support your family and yourself, et cetera. But trust that if you stay on your purpose and on your path, that will happen as well. Because the universe will always support, again, what your truth is and what your authentic reason for being here on earth is, it will support that. You just have to take the plunge, go into the cave. Yes. Fear and all. Yes. And, and, and just do it. So absolutely. Proud absolutely. of you for doing that. So would you say, if I may ask, in terms of, so you're still doing the podcast every other week, and then you also have clients like myself. Yes. Is there one particular part of your business and what you're doing right now that you feel like you like better or you just feel like, yeah, I love it all. What's, what's your. Yeah. Well, you know, I do love it all. I do love everything about podcasting. Most recently I've actually launched a new podcast called profit with podcasting. And oh, really just what I was saying. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's, and I'm so excited to be doing that show. You know, by the time this episode is live, you can, you know, download the podcast on all available platforms. And that show is really an opportunity for me to share what I've learned about podcasting and talk to some of the other people that I've met and what they've learned about podcasting to just share that with the public, to share that knowledge, you know, because I'm here to help people. I'm not in this to make money. You know, it, that's not what it's about for me. It's about helping people because when I was a teenager yeah. and I was worried about how, you know, what is my life going to look like? Oh my goodness. You know, what's my career going to be yeah, when he was a teenager way back when, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I just think of that. Sometimes I think like if I could go back in time and talk to my old self and give uh -huh. me advice, I would say, no, it, like Janice was saying, hero always wins. 
the hero only doesn't win if he doesn't go into the cave and he doesn't set out on the journey. Exactly. The world will support you if you follow your purpose. So you don't even have to worry about money. Exactly. I was pulling out Edith Edeker's book to see if I could find this quote, which of course now I can't find. So for a future time, um, but anyways, yes. So excellent. So you really like doing both parts of your job. I do. All right. What do you see? Cause you are young. Yeah. Any thoughts on what you see for yourself over the next, let's say 10 years? Well, as I mentioned, I've started this podcast profit with podcasting. And really mm-hmm. what that is, is that is an educational company. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a, it, it's a company that I'm going to use to teach people what I've learned through podcasting, you know, through the, the podcast episodes and some other cool things. So I really see that taking off over the next few months and years. Podcasting is bigger than ever before. And uh, That's I'm, for sure. I'm really excited to be involved with it. So I see that being very big. You know, in terms of my personal life, I, of course, love travel. And, you know, with the world, the world is on the mend, it seems. Thank and God. Right. Things are opening up. Yes. So that will be so awesome. You know, I haven't done any traveling, of course, since 2020. Yes, who has? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that'll be very exciting. I'll be going to a couple podcast conferences this year, some other like just historical things. Uh, Hillsdale College in Michigan, I'll be going to a seminar there next month. So that'll be cool. But I'm just so excited to share everything I've learned and continue to learn. You know, I love learning. And I would say that too. You know, you might not be where you want to be right now. You know, you, you might think if only I had this, or if only I was making this much money, or if only I had these connections or knew this, that, and the third. But really, what you can do today is you can learn. You can be a student of the world. You can educate yourself. And that's, that's really what's going to give you your leg up. So mm-hmm. never stop learning. You know, put, I, I always tell young people because, you know, <laughs> I've, I have, I've talked to uh, all those young people that are years younger than him, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, I, I have talked to teenagers and so forth who are just, you know, they're going through the pains of being a teenager the you know comparison and the low self-esteem and everything that comes with being a teenager and they're just trying to find their way and i tell them hey look here's your best bet if i were you i would put my fingers in as many pies as possible do internships do apprenticeships talk with people who are older than you Mm -hmm. talk with people who are in many different career fields talk with people who are you know leaders spiritual leaders mentors learn as much as you possibly can you know Never say no to an opportunity if you think that it could benefit you in some small way. I think, first of all, you're, you're paying it forward. I think it's wonderful that you're helping you know, young people and, and teenagers. I'm making a joke, but you have so much wisdom, even though chronologically you're not that old. So I think that's amazing. And that is part of, you know, to me, I feel giving back. And you know, when we have learned something, if we give it back, the universe is just going, yay, you know, that's yes. excellent. You know, I'm laughing too. I just have to say this, that you, that you, you know, this shows how bright you are so that you looked at all the YouTube things to figure out podcasting. So before I met you, I also looked at a YouTube video on how to start a podcast. And I went like this, that is so not happening for Miss Janice. I don't know what the heck I'd be doing, yeah. but even with that, so that was like a, like, oh, this is just too hard. Just on a personal note, I went, well, I'm going to have to find another way if this is something that I want. So yes. the other part is, I don't know if you've had any stumbling blocks over the way, but for all those that are thinking, well, I tried this and it didn't work, but it's still kind of in your craw. Like I really want to do this, then find another way that if, if like Noah's saying that you're learning, but 
and you're growing. And, and what I'm saying, if it's in you and you feel like, no, this is, this is what I want to do. You can't, you know, you can't let no stand in your way and you can't let fear. You know, I don't remember how much I shared in the first episode, but about myself, but you know, I have two books. Well, I've actually written three, but I have two that are published. I have a third little children's book that's coming out shortly. But when I tell you how many rejections I got, now this is all 30 years ago, but I, I, I used to save those letters and go for every no, eventually I'll get a yes until yes. I got a yes. yes. And then, and then I got my book published. And then for the second book, I, I just thought, you know what? I'm, I don't want to go through that again. So I, I had an opportunity and I had someone else help me. I wanted that book out and I self-published it and did pretty well, did marketing, et cetera. So it's in the children's book I'm doing, hopefully it'll do okay, but mostly I'm just doing it for my granddaughter and it's, it's called the red sticker. It's going to be out probably in the next couple of months and it's about feelings and, but it's in a children's uh, based, uh, you know, way of doing it. I think it's cute. My granddaughters love it. So I think hopefully That's it'll do wonderful. well, but, but it's mostly, and here's the thing about that book. Yeah. I wrote it when my own kids were like 11 and, and seven. And so it was always in the back of my mind to do this book. And I thought, well, I don't know. It seems like a lot of trouble. But then my granddaughter, I read it to her during COVID at the very beginning yeah. and she loved it. And she said, come on, you should make that a book. So you never know where you're going to get your messages from. And if it feels inside like this can work, then you have an obligation to yourself and your path and your journey to just go do it. Even if it's scary, even if you're afraid, it's okay. You can be afraid and you can be uncomfortable, but you don't really learn and grow, which is kind of what Noah's saying, if you're, or I'm saying it, um, if you're not uncomfortable. And I love about the learnings because I'm a, you know, I'm 70 and I, I feel like, you know, I did this and because I mean the podcast, because I too always want to do something invigorating and something new. And when you use your brain and you know that you're doing something that you feel passionate about and good about, you're not just doing it for yourself. You do it for the whoever's going to listen, but you do it for the world. And yes. right now, I think our world, we're in trouble here. The human race, we're in trouble. There's so much divisiveness and ugh. Mm -hmm. so I feel anything each human being can do in a place of love and passion and excitement in your world, whatever that is, whether it be your family, whether it be a career, whether it be a hobby, whether it be through your whatever, it doesn't make any difference what it is. You are not only helping yourself. There's a whole meditation uh, that the Buddhists do that you first send love to you. You visualize someone that you love and you send them love and caring and healing. Then you visualize, you do it to yourself and you send yourself the same love, healing and inner peace, whatever. Then you do it to someone you feel neutral about same thing, send them love healing. And then you do it to someone that you aren't a big fan of because you're the idea is that we're all one. And then you send that same prayer uh, or meditation, whatever, to the world, to our country and to the world. And you think to yourself, well, what, what power can that have? You know, what, what can that really do? And I'm saying that every time that that's why to me, what Noah's you're doing is wonderful. Every time we do something where we're sending out love and caring and purpose and passion, we are helping heal, not just ourselves and whoever might be in our world, but the entire world. So that you're doing this, and I think it's great, Noah, you're good at what you do. You love it. It sounds like you have a, a vision for what the future might be. Yes. You're not opposed. If you happen to make some money, that'll work too. Yes. I'm glad to hear that. Cause I, again, I never want people to think that, oh, I just have to do this. And I'm such a good person that it doesn't matter. No, we need food to eat. 
We need money to pay for our food. So it's okay to make money too. Yes, absolutely. No. And I will just say, I will just say this to Janice, because this goes in line with what you're saying. I'll just share this story. My dad uh, is a psychology major. Uh, Oh, really? he, He is. Yes. He's a psychology major. And when he was in college and he went to Purdue University for psychology. Oh, he, that's where my husband went to school. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think I remember hearing yeah. that. Well, so he went there and while and he was so passionate about that, he thought that's what he would be doing for the rest of his life. But of mm-hmm. course, life life took a turn as it often does. It, yep. So my dad, while he was studying to get his degree in psychology, he was working. He was volunteering at a crisis center and he was also working at a mental hospital. And he, he, he has always told me, I mean, every, I mean, every week, it seems he, he, he'll always say this. It's like his trademark. He'll always say, Noah, when you help other people, it fills you up. Yep. When you help other people, it makes you feel good. You know, talking about the hero's journey, which we discussed before, we are all the hero in our own story, of course. Correct. But as part of that hero's journey, one of the most important characters that comes in is the guide the guide who helps the hero. So if, you know, for those of you who are familiar with the Lord of the Rings, that might be the wizard Gandalf, or, Uh you know, that might be a mentor, or oftentimes Uh in literature, it might be like animals or something like that. So if if we can be the guide for other people, our friends, our family, the people Uh we're knowing, if we have just a little bit more experience or we are, and you don't even have to have experience, if you can just offer a helping hand, and, and help them. I think that's, that will make you feel so good. You know, I, I mean, totally yeah. agree. No, yeah. we are so on the same page. Noah, what a pleasure. I love what you're doing. It was so great to get to know you a little bit better. So I just want to point out again, that I pick a quote ahead of the podcast. Okay. So today we talked about overcoming fear and do it anyways. I did not know that this was going to be part of the theme. So I'm going to read my quote. And this is again, to me, Besides that it's woo do 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 it's it's part of the universe supporting, I think, what hopefully both of us are doing. So here's the quote. So, and again, just to let people know, I've, you know, I've downloaded like a million quotes about purpose and just spiritual quotes and whatever. But this is the one I probably have a hundred different quotes that I picked for today. So here we go. The purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, to reach out eagerly and without fear for newer and richer experiences. And that was by Eleanor Roosevelt. So yeah, the purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, to reach out eagerly and without fear for newer and richer experiences. So exactly what what you were talking about with Joseph Campbell's thing about going to the cave. Yes. And um, this was great. So Thank you so much, Noah. A pleasure working with you and hearing your story. Well, thank you so much, Janice. This has been an absolute delight. And I'm so, I'm just, I'm so honored to be a part of, you know, your journey with this podcast. I look forward to many more episodes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So with that, we're going to close wishing you a good day and hopefully you're living your life with purpose and on purpose. Till next time, this is Janice Alpert.